0: I'm Dr. Joshua Austin, sitting in this week for Dr. DeTola, who is eating babies with dingoes in Australia.
1: That's terrifying, and I'm Megan Strong.
0: On this week's Case of the Week, a doctor goes digital and analog, and it's a good thing he did both.
1: And in the news, we visit Texas, his birthplace, home of amazing barbecue, and a stupid criminal. All that and more on today's Chairside Live.
0: Howdy. Welcome to episode 146 of Chairside Live. I am Dr. Joshua Austin, sitting in for Dr. Mike Datola uh, while he is uh, playing keyboards on the new Minute Work Tour in Australia. Megan, how are you? I'm
1: doing all right, rocking and rolling. You know how it goes. Yeah,
0: your hair's looking good.
1: Thanks. A little bit better. We, yeah. uh, we had one appointment to try to fix it. Didn't go as planned, but now my hairdresser, who's my normal hairdresser, who didn't do this um, tragedy, is coming back from maternity leave so i have an appointment at the end of august
0: okay so I,
1: I, it'll just stay tuned people we're, co- we're gonna go back to normal i
0: was curious why you would choose to to do something drastic to your hair why your regular maternity girl or wh- why your regular hairstylist is out on maternity, maternity. leave that would be similar to like a patient going into their dentist for veneers as soon as their dentist went on vacation.
1: Right, in someone's garage. Yeah, you right. know, it's really, its why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why did I choose to do that? All questions to ponder. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Well, we have a great case of the week this week uh, where a doctor took a, a digital scan of a case uh, and then took a PVS impression, and it's a good thing he did. Let's go take a look at that now. On today's case of the week, we're going to discuss a doctor who did a digital scan, uh, wasn't quite sure about part of it, and then took a PVS impression to confirm uh, the margin. And so he sent both of those in, uh, and, and we're going to take a look at those right now. So, what you're looking at right now is an occlusal view of the digital scan. And one thing I notice when I look at this as compared to, say, this screenshot is how smooth this is compared. To this, and part of that has to do with the scanners. Um, so this was done with an internal scanner that produced an STL file that was then uploaded, and as they convert that into the three shape software that uh, that we use here, it, it caused you know some of this sort of uh, visible distortion, but it's it's really just you know it, it doesn't look quite as smooth and it makes it a little bit harder to read. You know, versus here, this is a scan of an actual stone model where uh, the dye has been trimmed and whatnot. So this is a little bit smoother, uh, but most scans come out looking like this as compared to this. That's not necessarily a bad thing, it just doesn't look quite as smooth. And so the doctor was a little unsure of the margin, and so when you look at this, you know, it, it's pretty easy to see the the lingual margin kind of right in here as we come around. The distal margin, my guess, is where is where that was, was a little bit fuzzy for him, uh, and so... What the lab did is they, uh, they went ahead and made a, a 3D printed try in uh, crown for this. This was going to be an Emacs case. And then they, uh, they tried it on the stone model. And so, if we look at the stone model here, you know, this is die trimmed and whatnot. And uh, on that stone model, uh, the margin was a little bit short. So, scanned the model and, uh, and, and decided to make a, a new crown from the model. If you can look here, you see how clear this margin is here, versus how it is on this digital scan, and, and so that that made it that made the life of the technician a little bit easier in uh, in making that crown. When we move on here, there's a couple other things that we see. Here's a nice view from the the palatal uh, or from the lingual of of this uh, of this preparation, and you can see we have something going on here uh, on the distal of this canine, uh, and then a really nice flattened plane here uh, on the mesial of this premolar. Uh, And whether or not this damage was caused iatrogenically during the preparation of this crown or if this is previous uh, damage, the the biggest problem that we have here is it's going to be very difficult for the technician to make a nice good contact here uh, in approximately between the crown on this tooth and this tooth. And so what's going to happen is, number one, we're going to have a nice sharp point contact, if we have any contact at all, and that's going to trap food that can be unesthetic, it can be a decay problem for the patient as uh, as they have a plaque trap there. It would have been very easy at the time of preparation for the doctor to, to fill this in with some composite. I, you know, up until a few years ago, I would have said just just normal composite, but now we have some of these um, very uh, low, vicos- low viscosity flowable materials, um, like, Sho- like uh, butafil by Shofu, um, which is a non-slumping flowable that that would be really easy to just kind of flow in here and just really bring this contour back out. Same thing over here, so that the technician can have a nice interproximal contact. Um, it's going to make uh, the patient's going to like this crown a lot better without. Uh, worrying about getting broccoli or asparagus or spinach stuck in there every time they eat. And you know if you have a good interproximal contact, there's less chance of getting recurrent decay You know, down here at the margin as plaque just sits there and, and the patient has a hard time cleaning that out. You can see it's not quite as, as sharp here as it, as it is in the digital scan. This is the, the scan of the model but you can see definitely that we have a nice negative area there uh, and that's just going to be impossible to get a nice interproximal contact on the prep is very good, the prep is nice, we got plenty of reduction all the way around uh, a nice thick margin uh, which makes it easy to to do a a good Emax here but really this is going to be really hard to, to do uh, to do a good contact here. So, you know, spend the two or three extra minutes that it takes to build this out a little bit here and here, and it's gonna make the technician's life easier, it's gonna make the patient's life easier, it's gonna make your life easier, you know, when you go to deliver this, and then, you know, subsequently, when you see this patient on recall, uh, you know, you're not staring at that every time, and uh, your hygienist isn't digging stuff out of there, you know, for, for the next uh, for the next few years. Here's another image of the the digital scan this time from the buckle, and you can see here you know not only is this going to be a, a functional issue with getting a c- contact here, this could be an aesthetic issue. you know if you look at this, uh, this is going to be uh, produce a nice negative space here you know that that uh, that that's not going to be all that that appealing and it's going to always show plaque and always show um, food food particulars and and whatnot in there so uh, here it is a scan of the actual model you can see how much smoother this looks and, uh, and again same thing here nice negative space there so um, you know investing in in a few minutes of uh, taking some composite and filling in these contact areas here and we can really get a much better result on this crown um, but again this is a nice case nice preparation uh, just with a little bit of, uh, of some ancillary things um, by fixing the contacts on the adjacent teeth, we could be a lot better. Good on the doctor on this one for recognizing the fact that he couldn't quite see the margin all that well on, on the scan and, and deciding, hey, let me take an impression too. Uh, and then that really gives the, the technician a chance to make sure that they get a crown right on the first time.
1: Thank you for that, Dr. A. You're welcome. Now let's go to a segment we call Viewer man. This week's viewer mail comes to us from Dr. Chris Pilato, and he writes, Dear Dr. Datola, Today, my first case of minimal prep veneers went in. I have done many cases before, but they were full prep, and until I had seen you on Chairside Live in one of the Glidewell videos, I never gave much credence to minimal or no prep veneers. Anyway, my patient and I were very pleased with the outcome. I appreciate you taking the time to produce such high quality education for dentists. Keep up the good work. I'm inspired to do more of these. Best regards, Dr. Pilato.
0: Well Chris, I am again sorry that I am the one sitting in here to answer this question and not Dr. Datola. He's in Australia uh, searching for that perfect Shayla. Uh, so uh, when you talk about no prep veneers, I think the key just like anything is case selection. The best cases tend to be the cases that have multiple diastemas. And when you have multiple multiple diastemas, you can really sort of make a big difference on that without prepping anything in approximately. There's always going to be a little bit of prep, even on no-prep veneers, even if it's just roughening the enamel, getting that fluoride-rich surface of of the enamel off so that we can get a better bond. And sometimes on no-prep veneer cases, we still need a little bit of prep here or there on a line angle. Um, So, you know, really, it probably in honesty, is, is more minimal prep. Um, You know, full prep veneers uh, have their time and place, and and that's probably a much more likely scenario for most veneer cases. Uh, But when you do have the right case for a no prep veneer or minimal prep veneer case, it can go very, very well. I think the key is to do a diagnostic wax up, um, and and that can be done here either digitally uh, or with with real wax. Uh, You can do it in your office, Uh, any number of ways to do that. But that's really going to be the key to help you figure out how to do that. But I'm glad that case went well for you, and uh, hopefully you'll find some more of those cases in the future, because I think it's a great way, very conservative way, to give people dentistry that they want. Um, So, Megan, I think we have something for Chris. We
1: do, of course, always. Chris, it is your lucky day, because we've got two thumbs up!
0: Two thumbs up. And... I'm going to sign that as uh, Dr. Michael Detola, so this will be a complete forgery.
1: Nice. I love it. A little, it's illegal, but we'll take it.
0: Very good. And uh, I think we have a uh, <gasps> Bruxer polishing and adjustment kit, so we will send that Chris, out to you. So you. Good on you, Chris, for, for writing in. Thank you, Megan. Do we have any news?
1: Yes. A Texas man is behind bars after police allegedly caught him stealing from a dentist's office. Officers responded to a burglary report and found the 21-year-old suspect inside the building with lots of cash and dental equipment. Collins was arrested and charged with burglary of a building, which is a felony. He was also charged with forgery and misdemeanor theft of property, both from outstanding warrants from two different counties. Now, what terrifies me about this is you're from... Texas, and right. you're here in Newport Beach at the lab, are you afraid that it might have been your practice?
0: No, I think I know about it by now, and I, okay. I, I can tell you how I know it's not my practice. How? When they said there's lots of cash. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't know, none of my patients pay with cash. It's right. very rare for there to be cash, and if, if it is, it's 50 bucks or 100 bucks. It's not sure. lots of cash. Yeah. And you specifically said lots okay. of cash. I
1: did. So I wonder, and by the way, now if I was a robber, which I'm not, if I was thinking, "hmm, I'm going to go on a little heist here, right Dental office? not my first choice.
0: Yeah, if you're going to a dental office, I would assume that you're looking for like the drugs that we would use to sedate people or vicodin or hydrocodone, any of those types of things, right. things i would I would see as as being a target.
1: Now, I know that dental equipment is costly, but um and most of it is heavy too. Right. So like if he had a bunch of it in his possession, sure. so I'm assuming maybe he was carrying it in a bag or whatever, um, a gunny sack like the cartoons, like what like what could he possibly yeah. be stealing I at mean, that point?
0: Maybe a laser or something like that or, or hand pieces, but he's got to fence that stuff. And so I don't know how he would know what are the expensive, you know, pieces of equipment that are, you know, light and, and right. easy to carry. Perhaps? Right. Inside eh, Maybe so. I don't know interesting thing but yeah. he's I mean he's got to fence all that stuff and and so you know I think people are gonna know when he takes it to the pawn shop or whatever right you know like hey this is a dental laser like right. he's not gonna look like a dentist I'm assuming and right. so I don't exactly. know what what, what his is plan that is. um well it's yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really know what it is right right but yeah. how
1: much can I get for yeah. it but yeah. I you
0: know I don't think anybody ever accuses these people of of having grand master plans when they no. rob a dental office
1: but I just think it's like I mean, there's a reason why there's that show, World's Dumbest Criminals. You know what I mean? It's like, just, I I think that anyone who is choosing to steal is not, you know, thinking logically. But it's like, come on, put a little thought into it.
0: And and he got caught on premises. You know, he got caught at the office. So it means he's not very fast either.
1: And he had two different warrants out from two different. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did. And so justice has been served for the 21-year-old dental thief.
0: Maybe he should pick a a different type of business to rob next time, like a dry cleaner or, you know, he can steal all the dry cleaning chemicals and huff them.
1: Sounds like an episode of Breaking Bad.
0: You got another story?
1: I do. New research reveals that the megalodon, the largest known shark to ever have lived, had teeth with built-in toothpaste. The study found that the teeth were heavily comprised of fluoride, whereas modern sharks only have fluoride on the enamel of their teeth. Megalodon teeth were almost 8 inches long, much longer than those of any living shark today. They also had a revolving jaw that replaced teeth as they were lost, a feature today's sharks still have. However, the fluoride-containing teeth disappeared as sharks evolved to only have fluoride on the tooth surface. Now extinct, the massive creature is thought to have roamed the ocean from around 16 to 2 million years ago
0: megalodon is that named after you
1: yes that is my own dinosaur yeah
0: that's creature awesome. yeah i don't think a shark's a dinosaur no but... well
1: my producer james told me it was and yeah. he's from colorado and Polish, well he must so I believe, be yeah I'm...
0: he must he must be what, what i find interesting here they said it's like having built-in toothpaste it's kind of nothing like that at all right um so i, I didn't like that analogy but i do that's find, what they said don't yeah, shoot the now, messenger i do find it interesting that the shark has you know the entire tooth made out of fluoride which would help it against cavities and things like that and help it stay in the mouth forever mm-hmm. for a creature that only needs a tooth for like 15 minutes because it's got another one behind it. It's right. like it's like being huge and bulky and strong and beautiful at the same time. See, you know? so it's, so it's a triple it's threat. It's crazy, yeah.
1: What if we as humans had teeth that just replace themselves? Yeah, we'd be out of business. Yeah,
0: we'd be, we'd be out of it. We, there would only be oral surgeons to help kind of extract those teeth as they as they needed to to move out. So
1: So it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad that isn't the case. You know, um, Shark's Toothpaste is basically like those, you know, those little when you see Shark Week and they have the shark bites the camera and you see those little like parasites that live in the shark's mouth that clean off everything. Yeah. That's kind of what I am for for Mike Totola, okay. I I'm, I'm sort of just like the little fish that swims next to the great white and I just sort of eat the scraps that he, you know, nice. doesn't eat. That's awesome um, so y- yeah, terrifying. that's that's what I consider myself.
1: That's good. Yep. But uh, so I think this is interesting. Actually, there's been a ton of stories lately, a ton, not really, but um, a few stories lately of people, especially young kids, who've been like walking along the beach and they'll find these megalodon teeth. And it makes me want to find a megalodon tooth because it's named yeah. after me. So yeah. it's like.
0: I would imagine there's a, a, they'll fetch a pretty penny in the sort of, Uh, antiquities market.
1: Sure, you'd think, have you ever seen the show, Uh, now I can't even think of the name of it, Oddities I think is what the name of the show is. I have not. Well, they sell weird like body, preserved body parts and funky. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, Kind of a creepy feeling but to when you watch the show, but uh, maybe that would go or some on like the animal black market.
0: Yeah, strange. Weird. Well, thank you for that, Megan. Yeah. That about does it for this week's episode of Chairside Live. For myself, Dr. Mike Totola, Megan Strong, Producer James, the rest of the CSL crew, thank you for your time and your continued commitment to quality dentistry.
1: We'll see you next time.
0: A super shark with super teeth.
1: I got it, 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 now you've forgotten it
0: because you danced. No, no. Okay.
1: Dancing puts it right up here. Okay. That's how I remember everything. To help and I do wear sunscreen because I don't wanna get wrinkles and sun cancer, but sun cancer, sun also cancer. <laughs> wow. a new cancer of
0: the sun is a bad. new it's malignant.
1: Yeah. Sun cancer, oh, boy, so. skin cancer. <clears throat> Same thing. There's like little I swear, little powdered donut fairies are over here just nibbling on mini little donuts all day so long. Except you're not righty on the prompter. <laughs> you're not leading me to the news. No, no. Come on, people
0: Sorry. This is my first time. <laughs>
1: No, well, my producer James told me it was, and he's from Colorado and Polish, so I believe him.